0: Are you excited for the Eurovision contest? Nike says just do it. I say just convert it. Let's Let's learn learn a thing or two. Let's do this, Thomas. Let's do the show.
1: Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. Welcome back. Happy Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, Tuesday. These come out on Wednesday. So to be honest, whatever day you're listening to this... Happy day. Welcome. Matt, now... I've planned this topic to come out around a week before.
0: You teased me this morning.
1: What is it? This what is competition, it? this uh, worldwide event, except not worldwide, Europe-wide event. Yeah. Matt, today we're talking about Eurovision, and you're telling me that you've never... That sounds very familiar. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. It's a music competition. Yeah. You've never... You can't really think of what I'm talking about. No, I'm, a, I'm a silly American. I really am unaware. So eurovision is a song contest that's been going on since like the 19 like 1950s wow and it's actually it has the guinness world record for like being the longest running broadcast show really because it's been going on so so long. it's a tv show well it's like it's a song contest that's broadcast but it's not okay, like okay. it's not like america's got talent it's yeah. like each country comes with their show i mean their song Oh, each country comes with one song. Each country comes with one song. And there's a lot of weird rules that we'll get into. What type of music? Can it be anything? Any type of music. Wow.
0: That sounds but exciting. There's been what
1: rules it- that have been changing over time, and we'll we'll go into that. But uh, it started as, like, war-turned-Europe was, like, rebuilding itself after World War II uh, in the 1950s. The European Broadcasting Union uh, that was in Switzerland set up a committee to bring the countries together through light entertainment programming. And this committee decided that they should do a music competition. It's light, fun competition to, like, test the broadcasting network and also, like, bring people together. It was based off of, like, Italian music festivals. That sounds great. And it was to be done as well, like, to experiment with live television, like practice broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And they decided to name it Eurovision. Eurovision. It should be Euro sounds. So I don't know. Sorry. It was sorry, Eurovisions. It like has different names in every country, but it was like the Euro it's a first name was the Eurovision Song Contest Grand Prix. In French, it was Grand Prix Eurovision de la Chantons. Chantons. Eurovision. And then uh, Eurovision. I can't do Italian, but I'll try uh, Try it. Grand Primo Eurovision de la Casono.
0: De la Casono. Yeah, that's a Of the television or something. I don't know what that means. Yeah. That's that's neat. Does it happen around this time of year,
1: every year, April, early April? Is that why? Well, no, Matt. We're recording this in early April. But it it comes out. It comes out early May. Oh, okay. Eurovision this year is going to start on May 14th. And it ends Saturday, May eighteenth. When now, you say
0: start, you mean the bro- they broadcast these songs. From they each broadcast
1: country? the finals. The semifinals are happening now.
0: So, so, so essentially, countries will enter a song. Some countries won't make it to the semifinals. They'll get disqualified right away. Is every
1: that- country in the European Union, well, in the European conglomerate, has has a bet, mm-hmm. like has an entrance, and the big five which are the biggest uh, GDPs in the European Union, Great Britain, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain, mm-hmm. they're automatically in. And then the host country is automatically in the finals. Ah, But all the rest, they're all, like, they all compete as well. And it's like a semifinal, and then the semifinals go to the finals, and the finals are this broadcasting competition.
0: So that's what we're going to watch. So they're already probably judging right now, right? Yeah,
1: I uh, I did get a quick peek, Ooh. but the Ooh. first the first year was Belgium, France, Germany, Italy, Luxembourg, Netherlands, and Switzerland for the finals, or for just
0: all total. Interest. Well, that was that, that was, that was just...
1: the first the first year of countries. So everyone entered. That was that was it. Which is interesting because you have Germany in there, and uh-huh. this is 1956. so this uh, is really right after the war so really beginning the unifying process people coming together like it sounds like a beautiful thing
0: so i'm worried that one country's like no our song's the best and then they'll all get in disagreement you know and and it'll turn into a world war three so like on eurovision i don't know
1: so every year more and more people join and like the most recent ones to actually join was uh was in 2015 australia joined Ooh, that's and exciting. They were jo- are they considered a European no, country? No, they were included in um they were included because of they were broadcasting. So, first off, all the people in it are people who broadcast that network, who broadcast that channel. Oh, okay. Okay. So, that's why it's not just Europe, it's also some of the Middle East and Northern mm. Africa. All those people are included. Yeah. Um, but Australia has been broadcasting the show for so long that they 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 finally gave him a ticket. They gave him a chance in celebration, and now they've been a permanent member ever since. Wow. That's pretty neat. So the winner of the last year hosts the next year.
0: Oh, so it's actually on location? Or when you say host, do you mean they broadcast it from that
1: country? Yeah, they broadcast it from that country. I mean, like, it is... It's a responsibility. It is like America's Got Talent. It's all on one stage. Yeah. But let's go into... um, Let's go into these wild rules of... Yeah, teach me. What if I wanted to submit? Say I'm a country. What do I need to do? All vocals must be sung live. No voices are are permitted on the backing tracks. So it's not a studio. Well, it can be in a studio, but it's a
0: live studio session. It can't be tracked.
1: No. Wow. And... Makes it tricky. Like, there's even been controversy. Like, in 1999, the Croatian song... uh, there was backing track that kind of sounded like human voices, and there was, like, debates whether or not. Huh.
0: Is there a board of members from each country that, that of
1: course, judges, but also... Yeah, we can talk about the... Does Switzerland judge it because they're neutral? Well, we can actually talk about the voting process, too, as well, like, right now. So, the voting is also interesting because it's televoting. Yeah, Like you call, you call in, in. Yeah. 1-800. And then the countries also, they can't vote for themselves. Yeah. And then, but there's also like a panel of judges as well, mm-hmm. but it's more like Olympic panel of judges, not like, like dancing with the stars that they're raising their signs. Yeah. yeah. So all the music has to be live. And so it used to be like back in the day, there was a live orchestra there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like now there's tracks and stuff. Um, There was another weird fact that I want to just like see if I can. Find find it, but I saw somewhere that you can't play a live instrument. Like you can have an instrument, but it can't be played live as well. Oh, only the vocals are played live.
0: Yeah, meaning the vocals are done in one take. Is that what that means, or they have to be the vocals done have to while be being broadcasted? Yeah,
1: while being broadcasted.
0: Oh, that's tricky. That's a lot of pressure on the singer. So the the track can be mixed however yeah, yeah, yeah. in the studio and then it's up to that one person to represent the country so that kind of adds like kind of like an idolization of a singer for a country like their hero you
1: know but there's there's more funky things that get on there too that um, so until recently um, you used to have to sing the language of the country you had to speak one of the national languages Yeah. so like a song in Belgium could either be in Dutch, French or German because they're technically yeah. all the languages.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. Did they change it since to, it can be in, I'm guessing like, I don't know. Am I silly to say English is like kind of the main language.
1: So they did that for a while and then it kind of like, it was People like, were they, like unsure yeah, they about switched it. it up. Yeah. Um, so like performers from non-english speaking countries in 1973 uh like in 1973 they're allowed to sing any language that they want and then uh non-english speaking countries sang in English, which is you know are our, our lovely people Abba yeah, yeah yeah they um they won in 1974 oh from what country did they represent? What country is Abba from Matt? is it london like like the uk england no it's a swedish pop group swedish pop okay i should have known that you will also the more research i'm doing sweden kills it sweden's good on sweden's it? so good at this but wow so there's, like, a lot of back and forward. So was like, it an English song? I'm guessing, right? Because ABBA's yeah. on the U.S. charts for So that was <laughs> – it was really, like, they kept that rule, like, mid-'70s. But in 1977, they uh, the competition decided to go back to the national language restriction. But uh, there was designation given to Germany and Belgium, which they wanted to do their entries in English that year because they already were in that process. But in 1999, the rule was changed again. That the choice of language could be whatever you wanted, and of course, everybody kind of chose to stick with English because, well, everybody gets English. Yeah, it's oh. it has the most widest I range. I guess. I'm seeing.
0: I just googled it. They have a cool logo. Israel 2019. Is that where it's where it's happening?
1: Yep, Israel. So that means won- they won last year. Israel won last year with a song called "Toy." It's um, it's a pretty funky song. Uh, we'll have to listen. Yeah, to it Yeah, I'm gonna later.
0: go through the entries. I-, I guess it's exciting this time of year. Everyone can go through the entries. Are they yeah. all on YouTube? Is that yeah, like they are. The country's um, YouTube channel, like, like
1: YouTube. They're channel on Eurovision's dot- YouTube channel. Eurovision's oh. YouTube channel is like ten years old. They have tons and tons of videos on there. Um, I'll definitely include them all in. But uh, so there's a voting. It's now you can vote in 2013. You can now vote via mobile app. Um, there's two sets of voting. There's the professional voting and the televised. The televised is through the app. And then the professional of five music professionals is they do t- two sets of 12, 10, and 8 through 1 points on their 10 favorite songs. So you okay. can either give a 12 out of like 12 is the highest, 10 is the second highest, and then it's 8 through 1. So hmm. instead of like 1 through 10, it's like 10, it's like 12, 10, 8 through 1. So, like, everybody can, everybody can, like, do a part.
0: They're all filmed. It seems like all of them are, are, like, music videos. Is that what they are? Well, let me click one.
1: So, they're, like... Yeah, they're all... Okay, they when are you, live. When you hear these songs, like, it's a very promoted song. Well, so... So,
0: they represent the countries, too, like, typically. Like, Norway pops right up, and it looks like it's some, like
1: discotheque like well
0: i mean not that there's nothing wrong with that i'm just saying it's like
1: that's the style there's a lot like the thing that keeps eurobeat alive i swear is eurovision because there's always like some hardcore eurobeat like during that competition Mm -hmm. yeah
0: like kind of that like club stuff because that's popular
1: so deny it also all these songs it's like it's not like yeah they're a little funky but the first yeah, time to- they're like high value productions going on here. Well, because also Does the country invest money in it. I'm, I don't know about that one, but <laughs> what's also interesting, interesting about this is the finals is not the first time we're hearing the song. F- like there's a semi-final and there's, there's more like steps of it. So by the time yeah. it hits the finals, people know the song. It's the music videos have been okay. made for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, so the song
0: comes out, the audio, they're like, Oh shit. Or, I'm sorry. Oh snap. This is a good song then it moves on same song you see a music video you see him singing it like wow i'm I'm sure it starts as soon as last year's eurovision ends i'm sure the process for the next year's eurovision begins right
1: yeah so the contest final only has 26 songs there's the five big countries the Mm -hmm. host countries the 10 qualifiers from semifinals one and 10 qualifiers from semifinals two Mm -hmm. so the rules are no previously unpublished music. The artist must perform the live on stage and no ent- entirely instrumental compositions have ever been allowed in a Eurovision contest. Though um, acapella groups have been accepted. Latvia performed their acapella act in 2006 and so did Belgium in 2011. I bet they were pretty darn good. So there's a lot of stuff. Live music, though um there's um things like instruments cannot be played live because of well technical issues yeah it'd be a whole production be a lot of live music has actually been banned in eurovision since 1998 and it remains till this day but before i'm sure it was big bands playing yeah, yeah. so I, time. I do want to hit, like, the one rule that I find wild. And while you're watching these videos, because I know you will later. Oh, absolutely. There's rules about how many... Pr- First off, the song cannot be longer than three minutes. Okay. Three minutes is the maximum time. Interesting. And there's a rule about the performers on stage. All the performers on stage must be age 16 or older on the day of the semifinal in that year. Um, This rule was introduced in 1990 when two contestants the year before were 11 and 12 and it's probably too
0: much for a kid the
1: winner who won for belgium in 1986 was 13 wow so like they have to be that pure voice i'm sure some countries are like oh we need a boys choir that like young boys voices you know but they can't do that so need, need to be older and also there's another crazy rule only six performers are allowed to be on stage at all for a song yeah norway had three people so like when you're watching these performances on stage dancers included so you could and all the vocals are live so you might have two backup singers a main singer that makes you really pick and then like even though the instruments are done like pre-recorded there's still probably people playing the instruments in the background yeah so you'll have like two people doing instruments and then like a dancer as well, but yeah. there will not be more than six people on stage at once. Six max.
0: Interesting. So
1: those six people represent the countries. Imagine your band,
0: such as ABBA, from Sweden. You know, representing your country. You know, that would be pretty sweet. Like, yeah, we're the we're the band of the people. Yeah. You know? That's essentially the brand. But what's rights, right? funny yeah.
1: is America won't be in it because America is not We're not part of Europe. We don't it's broadcast not, the channel. It's not the EBU. It's not the European Broadcasting Union. Yeah. So Maybe that's a good thing. I do wanna I don't know. we have been going really long on this topic, but I do want to hit some things that I think you should look up. Um So ABBA mm-hmm. was a Eurovision contestant. Sweden. Um the Sax guy is also Like the sexy sax guy? Yeah. I picture. No, 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 no. Not that one. (laughs) That's Uh, Wham.
0: I know who you're talking about, though. There's like a a saxophone guy. I'm
1: talking. Was that an entry? Was that song an entry? Yeah, that was 2010 Eurovision. Did it win? Runaway. No, it did not win.
0: But it became huge. Yeah, Runner, I'm sure runners up. I mean, just to produce content like music, like just to put it out there, people can dig it. You know, they don't have to pick just one winner. But like
1: everyone's a winner. Things essentially. you should look up is um that you should look up the Ukrainian song. If you just look up like Eurovision Ukraine, and I've I've heard these songs before. You think you maybe not have heard them, but again, Eurovision also it's it's everything like. Not for us. One but year, Sweden there. had a a song called "Hardcore Hallelujah," which is like death metal, like the full like when the people dress up in like the ghoulish outfits, yeah, and like the face God, se. decor. Yes, like that type. You could do like top ten. What W T F? Like Eurovision songs, and, <laughs> and you that's will... one of
0: them. <laughs> I'm gonna Google. All time Eurovision
1: highlights. Yes, just you what, will see what all. crazy stuff comes up over I mean, the years. This is audio, so I can only play you so much. Yeah, but I'll leave links of my favorite ones. I've made a list, and I'm sure in the uh, in the video version de- we'll de- de- try de- de- to include de- some as well. De- 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 that's stuck in my head. Yeah,
0: now. De- 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 yeah, I know that. So oh,
1: man. that's why I have on this wonderful competition of the ages in the musical world. Eurovision, vision de Euro. I don't know. It's it's
0: universal over there.
1: Yeah.
0: Across the pond. Yeah, we don't have anything really like that because no. we're America and we, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not representing America. America does its thing. Let's stay in Europe, Thomas. Yeah. You, Let's stay over I there. We took a plane a over. We learned about Eurovision. Today, I wanted to talk about something. We're not talking music. I'm, sh- I'm ashamed because I really like talking music. I want to talk about music history, all that stuff, but- we're going to cover something very basic. We're, we're talking units today. We're talking imperial versus metric units. Oh, uh, yes. And I want to relate it to the United States and why we're not on board. Or maybe we are on
1: board. We're, su- just we're a stubborn group of people.
0: We are stubborn, but also we're trying. But also us, our citizens haven't kind of just like committed to it. Specifically the school systems. But – we're going to talk about the history of it today. It might be a little dry at first, but there are some interesting facts behind it. So, at first, our British Imperial system is where our units come from. Yeah. They're not exactly the same, but it's where they come from. You know, the foot, the inch, yard. the gallon, yard. They're all very unique to this British imperial system. So it's a traditional system of weights and measures used officially in Great Britain from 1824 until the adoption of the metric system beginning in 1965 in Great Britain, okay? So they switch. They were like, geez, we gotta stop. We invented this thing. It's not working out too well. There's a better system. Let's do it. Well, the other systems.
1: Yeah, the other system's great. Zero is freezing, a hundred is boiling. There's a
0: decimal system that literally makes conversion as simple as moving the decimal. Why don't we do that, Thomas? That's the question, you know? Why is a mile an arbitrary number? How many exactly. feet is in a mile? I could not tell you. And I live in America and we use miles for our units of, of distance. Yeah. I don't understand. I couldn't you know, tell confusing. you either. When I was down in Central America, metric system, everything. It's so simple, yet I couldn't figure it out because I'm so brainwashed by this, this imperial system. I'm, I'm thinking like imperial credits, like Star Wars. Anyway, nerd stuff. The United States customary system of weights and measures is derived from that system. British imperial units are now legally defined in metric terms. Legally. So that's, that's in their legislature we're using metric. So let's talk to early origins. So it evolved from thousands of Roman, Celtic, Anglo-Saxon, and customary local units employed by the Middle Ages. Traditional names such as pound, foot, and gallon were widely used, but the values so designated varied with time, place, trade, product specifications, and dozens of other requirements. So as you travel across Europe, each town, not just each country has different units, each town would have different units. It made trade very difficult. Yeah, I can I'll imagine. give you four kablabbles for two kabloobles and they're like what does that even mean so they're like okay we have to we have to standardize this moving on early royal standards established to enforce uniformity took the name winchester under the king of britain um edgar the peaceable he kept a royal bushel measure and quite possibly others so 14th century statutes recorded a yard perhaps based originally on a rod or a stick just like a random stick they're like this is a yard of three feet each foot containing 12 inches each inch equaling the length of three barley corns i'm sure not every barley corn is the same so that's why'd a they, little why'd they break whack.
1: down an inch into a divisible number of three it doesn't make sense. It's just no, it what doesn't they were make like. Sense at all. Oh, this is our
0: unit, and we're going to use it. So they put it on the um, the marks on the side of a yard barn. That was like the standard. So we have these offices of standards. Like there's one in France. There's one in Switzerland, and across the world, we have all these standard units held in vacuum chambers. You know, yeah. that was essentially on a barn wall back in the day so capacity and weight were also specified this process was repeated about a century later in the reign of Queen Elizabeth the first in the 16th century the rod or 5.5 yards 16 and a half feet was defined once again as a learning device and not as a standard as the length of of the left foot of 16 men lined up heel to toe as they emerged from church that's what determined this this rod or 5.5 yards do you understand why they did that No, They just wanted like a a medium length unit. I understand it's important to have small units, little bigger units, huge units to measure things. But when you're getting that specific, it's a little weird. It's hard to
1: convert between them. It's hard to convert between
0: them and not everybody was understanding this. So like many things, not everyone caught on right away. People were upset by all this stuff. So later on, we have the metric system introduced. But before that, we're going to talk about America's kind of adaption to this so in 1824 there was a an act that sanctioned a single imperial gown to replace the wine ale and corn so they're trying to get this more standard system while the british were reforming their weights and measures in the 19th century the americans were just adopting units based on those discarded in 1824 so we're literally america took the ones that they're not going to use anymore because they were like, oh, we're using new things. We took their They're leftovers. shifting to metrics. So we took the leftovers of units. The standard U.S. gallon is based on the queen and wine gallon of 231 cubic inches and is about 17% smaller than the British imperial gallon. Do you know why? No, no. There's no real logical reason. They just took it because it was there and they could use it.
1: And you know what's funny? It's like I'd understand, like, due to colonization, like, we'd take British things, but... Britain, I mean, they colonize all over the world, mm-hmm. but all over the world is not using feet. No, not at it's all. It's very much.
0: Many places were using their own units until kind of this 18th century shift, maybe even earlier 17th century. There's, there are only... I looked at a map. It's crazy how, how many countries use metric. Literally every country uses metric or some version of metric except for three countries. And you can guess... One of them, U.S., U.S., um, Myanmar, and uh, I, I'm missing the other. I'll get to it in my notes. First, I want to give you some some things to make you understand the importance of why we should kind of standardize our units. I mean, it's not hard to convince someone why we should all use metric and be on the same page.
1: Yeah, if we all work together, especially like in industries, if I say, okay, I'm an architect. I drew this house. It's like, all right, this Wall is this long yeah. and this? If you have a different ruler than I do, then your house is going to be wrong.
0: Yeah, it's going to be completely different. Especially when it comes to important things like you know when you're stacking buildings in a city and they go next to each other, you need things to line up.
1: Or it's medication important. based on milliliters and
0: yeah, I'll give you this many of this medication and you're going to give me this many of this medication at a different. It could be dangerous. Here's a question: When you're in architecture, do you what units do you use?
1: we use inches
0: use inches it's imperial and that is one of the exceptions in the united states for industries the the construction and building engineering industry is kind of one of the only industries in the united states that use uses imperial to standardize it here so everyone's on the same page which is a good thing because everyone's on the same page but in the scope of the world it's kind of it's
1: kind of old school in medical and scientific it's all in a it's metric it is yeah.
0: metric and if you notice on all packaged goods in parentheses there are metric units ounces your you know fluid they're, ounces they're easier to understand centimeters and all that yeah, yeah. it's just i understand. completely agree Um, Here are some instances where you can understand the true importance of standardization. In July 1983, Air Canada Flight 143 ran out of fuel and had to make an emergency landing. In September 1999, NASA lost contact with the Mars Climate Orbiter that was $200 million to make, and it crashed onto the surface of Mars.
1: Because there was a a conversion error, right? There was a
0: conversion error with all of these. They couldn't get the fuel right. They couldn't get the trajectory right. And in December 2003, a roller coaster in Tokyo Disneyland derailed. The axle was measured in different units than on the blueprints. Oof. It was just an axle and it, and people got injured. I'm not sure if people died on that one. I think everyone, I, I can't say. It's, it's tragic yes, because these true. things can be avoided if we just commit to it, you know? So recently I've been kind of making this kind of mental commitment to say, okay, I'm not going to think in miles anymore. I'm going to think in, you know, in metric units.
1: It makes you a more well-versed, Yeah,
0: not just globally, but also spatially. Spatially being spatially versus very important to understanding distance because, like, a mile is such an arbitrary number. It's like a mile is so specific. Like, that doesn't mean anything to anyone else. And relative to, like, there's no bigger unit than a mile. You know, we have meters. We have kilometers. You know, those are directly relative to each other. And you
1: can break down those measurements, too, into, like, decameters and, like, centimeters mm-hmm. and me- millimeters millimeters it's like a-
0: and you can even go less than that yeah. but just using the abbreviations of that decimal system i wanted to give you a fact about the first definition of the meter it was based on the distance between the equator and the north pole
1: that arc oh and that's a interesting
0: hundred thousand meters interesting Yeah, I don't know if that's directly accurate, but that's what they base it on. And according to the research, they still use that spatial distance for kind of the meter. It's one of those things that actually no, I'm sorry. They measure the speed of light within a certain amount of time. Well, that's like in a vacuum, and that's exactly a meter. That's how they don't know.
1: At least time is relative for all of us. Like one second is. Like, the 64th carbon electron, like, burning off the carbon How atom. How fast it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah, I think it's, it's, like, 68 vibrations of a the certain electron on a carbon atom. Mm-hmm. It's, like, we got that all down. That's We all standard. share that.
0: Yeah, you can't deny that. That's not, like, a preference thing. That's, like, it's, and time is very important for navigation Absolutely, and synch- yeah. synchronizing yeah. things. So, that's that's a perfect example of why synchronization there is very important. They, they tried making day. decimal clocks. One to ten. I'm sorry. It was nine zero at the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero. No. That was a decimal clock. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. They had to sync it at the time. They thought about doing that. That was kind of like an early, you know, eighteenth century hours kind of the thing. Day just it works. It works. There, there are strange numbers when you think about it, like twelve or twenty-four hours. You know, based on whatever twelve or twenty-four you follow, but it makes sense and everyone uses it, well, and that's the relevance right there. What's
1: also wild is if you look at baking in America, like the teaspoon, the tablespoon. It's like how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? I don't know. I think it's three. You think it's three? Yeah. I was going to say four, but a it's
0: teaspoon? Yeah, you're pr- Thomas, I think you're right, actually. I'm picturing a teaspoon. And then spoon. how many
1: tablespoons One. in a cup?
0: Oh, I don't know. how, how Tablespoon? That's a trick question. That's a lot, either. probably. Yeah. I don't know if it goes in perfectly. That's the thing.
1: But it's not like how many milliliters. If I told you, how many milliliters are in a centiliter?
0: A milliliter in a centiliter. A is 100. A milliliter is 1,000 milliliters it's 10 yeah you go backwards 10 wait milliliters in a, how many milliliters in a centimeter yeah cent centi centimeter centiliter yeah centiliter there's oh man i'm getting tripped see That's Well think of it as cruiser. a ruler
1: there's 10 10 millimeters is ten 1 millimeters. centimeter 10 centimeters is 1 decameter and 10 decameters is 1 meter and then a thousand meters is a kilometer,
0: yes, kilo That's thousand I don't
1: know what's in between uh, meter and kilo kilometer isn't it like kangaroos hopping down mountains or something?
0: there's something crazy we I wonder if they teach that in schools in countries that use metric systems Absolutely. Like, do you know all your what you, prefixes yeah. yeah, it would be a prefix, I guess you most definitely would have to it's. It's crazy how we're so behind, you know. Yeah, we're how definitely we not with the it. times. Uh, so okay, so the st- the the basic metric system now now today is known as the SI system. Yes, International System of Units. Do you know the seven base units of the SI system? Uh,
1: it's kilo- or any of them. Kilogram. Oh yeah. Is it kilograms, mm-hmm. meters? Yep. Um, think time. Uh, seconds. Seconds. Kilograms meters seconds ounces,
0: no ounces in here. Because uh, you got you got weight kilogram. Think about um voltage.
1: Oh, uh, watts. Not no.
0: quite watts. The other Amps? one. Amperes. Yeah, and then temperature. Uh, okay.
1: Celsius. Oh, k- uh, Kelvin. Kelvin.
0: Our good friend Kelvin. Um. Candela. I don't understand candela. That that's that well. light. That's yeah luminosity intensity and then our good friend there's a special day it's times 10 to the something you know it's the blank arity of this compound what when you're looking at chemical compounds the molarity moles
1: oh moles yeah Yeah.
0: so that's the seventh oh
1: i just learned about kend they're all based on power of 10 yeah i just learned about kandelinski or candle it was a person yeah yeah was he swedish well not the guy i learned about the measurement Okay. in architecture like a, a standard office space should be 300 candles oh so you measure it
0: not are how do lumens differ from candles i zoned out during the lecture that's really interesting that's something i go to i checked that out because i actually just bought a light for my bike and i was checking out light intensity because i had got? when you're buying something online you have no idea what to expect you know no
1: i got a uh, yeah i could go off on Things that are not what they seem when you buy them online. Yeah. Always yeah. a disappointment. It's crazy. So the names for various Imperial units are sometimes
0: the same, which can be a, co- a bit confusing. So when you think of a ton, what do you think of?
1: A thousand. No, two thousand. Two thousand pounds. pounds. Sorry. Two I thousand been, pounds and a ton. I've been working in a structural design and we use something called a kip. And a kip, a kip. is a thousand pounds. Wow. That's yeah okay. I, I was gonna pull up a list of all the. Do you know what a gill is? Uh, isn't a gill? Is the
0: gill like five tons or it's, something? Well, a gill is a, a liquid measurement, and it's four fluid ounces.
1: Oh, do you know what a barrel is? No, tell me what a barrel is. Oh, I don't. I forget. Do there, know a bushel. <laughs> there's a bushel. A barrel, A bushel is like. Or a peck. There's a. There's I'm a lot of the weird barrel. ones if you start going into it. Scruple.
0: Dram you know what a dram is? No. I feel like I've, What's a dram? A dram is three scruples <laughs> or 60 grains. 60 <laughs> grains? And a grain is .042 pennyweight or .002083 ounces. It's very small. So scruple,
1: scruple's not a lot. Scruple's not a
0: lot, but it's more than a grain.
1: in three scruples in a...
0: There were, there were three scruples. <laughs> three scruples in one dram. I wonder what my weight is in dram. Thomas, we're gonna convert a lot of stuff after this because in, in the weirdest units we can find. So, okay, I asked you what you thought about ton, 2,000 pounds, what about a ton, T-O-N-N-E? That's the metric ton, what do you think it is? Just guess, in terms of weight.
1: Is it like 1,500 kilograms or something? It's just
0: 1,000 kilograms, easy enough, right? Makes simple. sense, Simple, right? simple. There could be a long ton, which is 2,240 pounds. Um, and there could be,
1: well, there's a dozen and there's, there's a baker's dozen.
0: There's a baker's dozen, 13. Well, that, that's classic because they would put an extra in yeah. just in case you lost one, like an egg, you know?
1: I, I think that's such a, like a wholesome thing. The, the baker likes you. So he gave you an extra.
0: I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense when you say like, I'm going to give you a baker's dozen donuts. Like you're not going to crack a donut on the way home. You're going to eat it. Yeah but it's not at risk.
1: Well, you don't get a baker's dozen's worth of eggs either. You get like a baker's dozen worth of bagels. Yeah. Or like pastries.
0: Yeah, like bagels. When I go to the bagel place, it's baker's dozen bagels. In 1975, Congress in the United States passed the Metric Conversion Act. (laughs) Do you think it worked? No. No, it didn't work. They lost power. They weren't given that much power. But you know what? Interstate 19 in Arizona is the only U.S. highway to have metric road signs. That's a historic road for that reason. Would you, it's the only one. Who would guess? I was thinking this morning, there's probably some towns out there that were like, no, we're converting the metric. And like a single town in the United States in the Midwest is like all
1: metric. Good for them. Maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Why don't we start filming? Or maybe someone near <laughs> Canada on the northern border. I mean,
0: when you're close, yeah, that's what you understand. And then maybe the signs are bilingual and they have two units you on You might them.
1: cross over a lot. Who knows?
0: Imperial metric. So, like I said, in 1994, both metric and U.S. customer units have been required on commercial packaging. The yeah. uh, metric system is now standard in a lot of industries, even in the United States, with the exception of the construction industry. Like you said, you know, it's just that's how they have to do it because that's right. the way it's been done, it, to keep everything safety-oriented. In the U.S. today, only federal agencies are required to use the metric system for business where practical. So, it's not a law. Yeah. Liberia and Myanmar are the only other two Interesting. countries Interesting. other than the United States that... Um, haven't officially made the switch Who and invest? the switch when you look at the history of countries each individual country switching they switch out of this is right we just we're gonna switch yeah. there wasn't a debate it's not like no we have to change everything no, no it's just like people it makes are,
1: sense people are america's too stubborn so, so that's their issue. ladies
0: and gentlemen if you take something away from this episode Make the switch. Make the switch. Understand the units. Maybe travel a little bit. Maybe put it to the test. Maybe yeah. Le- change your Google Maps to kilometers instead of miles.
1: Learn a learn a bit. Understand yeah. When you drive, not only see how fast you're going in miles, but also see how much you're going in kilometers. Also you know? Celsius. Understand that. Yeah.
0: Learn Celsius. Learn uh, Celsius Boiling is, a is one hundred. Zero is yeah. freezing. Simple enough. Learn what a comfortable room temperature is in Celsius and understand what it means globally. Just verse yourself. Exactly there's your public service announcement
1: but i think that's all we have for this week's episode of Tutop. yeah
0: go to europe that's yeah. basically what we learned it Pretty was a euro much. special
1: europe's great watch some videos who knows they're all in seconds that's, yeah. that's a standard thing <laughs> but we'll see you guys next time for another two topics see ya this was two an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Roosevelt. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at twotoppodcast.com.
0: For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com.
1: See you next week for another Two
0: Topics.